0: Do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I did not have sexual relations with that woman.
1: In fact, that's a bunch of malarkey. Mr. Gorbachev teared down this war. You've just tuned in to the greatest podcast nobody's ever heard of. DNR. That's right. Welcome. Welcome back to week two of the greatest podcast that nobody's ever heard of DNR radio. I'm Russ. That's Darkside. You know, I love how you have it on the website. Magical
2: show number two.
1: Magical. Did we survive? I think we did. That was rough. It was a little no, bit that rough. That was rough. That was. I, it hard. was
2: rough for you. You're the you're the tech guru.
1: Oh, that was no guru there. <laughs> that was. I was throwing crap against the wall, looking to see what would stick.
2: <laughs> well, it stuck pretty good. I mean, I'd still be shoveling it if it was up to me.
1: It was. It was. A, it was a horrible, horrible uh, uh, pumping out to the uh, bod waves. Uh, it, it took a long time. <laughs> I was up. I was up well, well past my bedtime.
2: Yeah, I could tell. We should have called it Magical Show Number One.
1: Oh my God, that was, it was, it was. But I did get uh, some positive feedback. I don't, I don't know if you did, but yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I actually had people uh, who I work with or have worked with uh, reaching out to me, saying that they thought our show was uh, thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was insightful, and and although they leaned differently than we were talking last week, they. Uh, understood the positions and and had a better understanding uh, of, of both sides of the aisle on it that. and that's what we i think that we're pushing for here i
2: think that's what the target is yeah i mean i've had some i had some friends of mine come up to me that also listen to the show with some fantastic feedback a good handful of them uh, want to come on the show and i said hey hold on gotta learn to crawl before we walk we'll get there we'll we, get we there. will
1: get there we, we we do want that participation from our listeners right we're not we're not one of those uh, groups that are going to have these closed doors, right? No. We, we we're not going to
2: silence the voice of the people.
1: That's why we're here. That's Absolutely. the whole red, white, and blue, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, we want your feedback. We want you to uh, let us know what you're thinking. And that's when you can reach out to us at our website, dnrradio.net, or just send us an email at radiodnr at com. We want to get to uh, a segment eventually down the road, you know, uh, a reader's mailbag right we want to go into a mailbag see what our, our listeners are thinking and uh probably address some of those items on the air and uh have your voice heard here yeah. on DNR Radio.
2: And even if you think we're wrong, if we say something that you disagree with, we're open to it. We want to hear what you're thinking. We want to know what your thought process is. Set us straight. If you think we're off base, feel free. Let us know.
1: Well, A, we're not off
2: base. No, we're never off base. We're not.
1: We're we're on top of our just, game. Just
2: here. ask our wives. We're never off base.
1: Never wrong. <laughs> right, honey? Right. Okay. Yeah. That's why I love they have no microphone, no, no. rebuttal. See? Nope. Silence is golden from so, it.
2: Yep. Yeah. I'll get my
1: ass kicked later for it, but yeah, that's, that's why, why we're whispering. Yes. <laughs> She's in the other room so nobody can hear <laughs> us. Yeah. So uh, not a lot has happened explosively since our last episode other than the fact that our last episode almost didn't happen. Uh but some interesting uh, developments have happened with email leaks and with polls and, once again, with John Podesta that we talked about last week. Some more revelations from him. Uh, the group that released those items are having issues. I mean, there's just been a lot of mud trolling around. Uh, no big, real explosive stories, but the stuff underneath is what's starting to come into play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I did, I said, you know what, let me, let me look at the numbers, right? You can lie to the numbers, but the numbers don't lie. Mm-hmm. So you have mainstream media, whether it's right-wing or left-wing, and they all pump their numbers, right? Our guys got this number, our girls got this number, and this means this, this means, it means nothing.
2: Yeah, it's not a perfect science by any means.
1: No, that's why they have these plus or minuses. And some right. of them, they're, they're you know, pr- approaching double-digit plus and minus, right? right. And that's, that's silly, but that's the reality of it. It's an mm-hmm. unscientific survey. Now what? You could do, as a layperson, is get that information, lay it out, look at it, and say, well, if you group these all together and look at it at a bigger picture, and that's here at DNR Radio, we're doing that for you. You Mm -hmm. don't have to do that thinking. You don't have to do that piecemeal work. We'll do it right here.
2: We'll do the equations for you, laying it out.
1: We we are, plain and clear, right? Mm -hmm. Black and white. I would say fair and balanced, but we'd get sued. So... (laughs) Uh, I went on to various websites and I grabbed their poll numbers and, and we put them all together. And today, uh, the Reuters poll, Bloomberg, Rasmussen, L.A. Times, uh, a couple other ones all came out with their weekly polls. right? They're doing, and they're getting to the point now where they're doing them daily. So, on uh, two of them, uh, Rasmussen and L.A. Times, they have Clinton and Trump tied going into the last two weeks. Yeah, even heat. Even heat, dead mm-hmm. even up and down. You got Reuters who's got Clinton up by four points and Bloomberg has got Clinton up by nine. If you look at the statistical plus or minus, right? Cause that's, that's what you, you know, you look at the margin of error,
2: margin of error. Yeah.
1: When you, when you look at what the margins of error are,
2: there there's, and there's actually a lot of error in there. They're all tied. Let me ask you a question. Not, not to sidetrack too much on this. Have you ever been involved in any of these polls? I've never
1: been asked for anything. Never? No. Not once. I've been waiting for like a Nielsen box where they pay you to see what you watch on TV. Right. Yeah, I'm going on five decades. I've never had that happen.
2: Yeah, 42 years and I've never been polled on any of this. Matter of fact, nobody I know has ever been polled. It boils down for me, for the average person. Where are they even getting these numbers? Who are they asking? I don't know a single person that's ever been polled for any of these elections
1: well first off they're not asking middle america right they're not going out to a cow pie nebraska and asking people out there right they're going to the major metropolitan areas which usually lean one way or another right we know which way they lean sure and they ask wall street people okay though it's usually the the fox people they go to the uh uh the blue collar areas, right? right. And, then, and then you got the, the, the Wall Street people, is for uh, the CNN's. And then you got uh, uh, Boston and DC and uh, San Francisco. You got Chicago, uh, Jacksonville, the big metropolitan areas that have big conglomerates of a certain uh, dynamic of people. And, and then they're asking them.
2: Okay, so this isn't like I mean, do you think they're doing it by the phone or are they actually standing on the street? Hey, you got a minute. I I, I, I never understood how these polls actually work. It's obviously like you said, it's not going to middle America. It's not it's not coming to the the middle class citizens like you and I. It it is. And what you're saying is makes sense. I I never really put too much thought into it. But I mean, are they going out on the street? Are they just asking people walking by? Are they making phone calls? It, It just seems fishy to me. All, all in all, just overall. Well, let's
1: let's look at it. I, uh,
2: I'm not trying to get ahead of things well, no. no just, uh, if,
1: if you went on to DNRradio.net, we had a poll on there last week, right? Who mm-hmm. would you vote for for president? The results are posted on our webpage. Yes. And it's a, a landslide. It's 100% Donald Trump. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Five people. <laughs> That's how many people responded to that
2: poll. I see what you did there. Okay.
1: A hundred percent. So if you, if we were to put DNR radio poll on right. this paperwork, we would have Trump ahead by a hundred points. Right.
2: So CNN quite possibly could be standing outside the, the Democratic headquarters in one of these towns and polling them as they're walking in and out.
1: Right. And, and they may only ask 10 people. Right. And, and seven of them are 20-somethings just out of college, burdened with the college debt, having a hard time making ends meet, mm-hmm. and and they were the former Bernie supporters. So, of course...
2: Yeah, the burnouts.
1: Right. They, they're, they're throwing their Trump behind Hillary, right? Mm-hmm. So now, 7 out of 10 of the people that you asked vote Hillary. Well, now Hillary's up 70 to 30. That's she's up 40 points. Right. So that's how these numbers work. Mm. You can lie to the numbers, but the numbers don't lie. So... Uh, These numbers are skewed, and and people give them little or no credence unless you're a diehard blue or diehard red. Right. Because then then you're waving your banners, look, we're ahead, look, we're ahead. They really mean nothing. When you you look back, and, and we'll go back into documented factual history, fact checkers, get out your Google, start looking this up, 1976, Jimmy Carter versus Ronald Reagan. Carter looking to get a second term. He was ahead in every poll, national average, six points, two weeks before the election. Right, that sounds, right about it Sounds now. like
2: a lot. Right. Sounds like what's going on now. Look,
1: at, you got so many, she's up by nine, right? Right. And two weeks later, general election, Ronald Reagan beat him at a number that I don't think has ever been recorded before or since. I mean, it was the biggest landslide I can remember. And, and I'm having a hard time finding bigger numbers there.
2: You're dating yourself,
1: bro. Uh, I, well, I date myself a lot, but we're not going to go there. Uh, and, and that's, you know, uh, Reagan just, just beat him like a, like a, a, a rented mule. And yeah. nobody, no, you know, nobody can answer for that. They're just shaking their heads. The, the, the Democratic National Committee was like, how did this happen? Right, and, and they all blamed uh, Reagan coming out and making this stance on the Iranian hostage crisis. And that's not—I don't think that's what that was.
2: I don't think it would be enough to garner that much of a sway in that voter quick. turnout that quickly.
1: That quick. No. I mean, you you had predominantly Democrat states that just were—they didn't go mauve, right? They went blue, solid. Yeah. Uh, and And that's— Kind of, kind of what people are saying that's going to happen here, that these numbers don't really mean anything. And then I got weeks of this data, and, and it's been neck and neck the whole time, right? Yeah. I mean, you got uh, CBS News from uh, Monday had Clinton up by 11 points. And then uh, you had CNN uh, had Trump up by four on Monday. That's a 16-point swing in opposite directions.
2: Yeah, doesn't make sense.
1: On the, on the same day, just two different media outlets. So yeah. how, much, how much do you really give in to these numbers? I, I don't think we give in a lot.
2: Right? Me personally, I don't. But that's the sad thing is there are people out there, again, with social media and everything. These numbers are more prevalent now than people would have researched and found in years past and elections past. But you do have some of the sheep, some of the lemming that are looking at these numbers as this is solid. Like you had said, you lean one way, you lean the other, and you're waving the flag saying, my guy's winning, my girl's winning. These are the people that are just taking it for face value. They're not looking into it. They're
1: not looking at the, at the point swings. There's, there's nothing to look at there. Right. You can't because you, I, every number you can give me, I can give you three to opposite it. Yes. But when you, when you look at the electoral college, that's where it gets sticky, right? Trump needs, what, uh, was it 207 electoral votes that you're supposed to have? Uh, and, and he's having a hard time getting there, right? It, with, with the numbers the way they are now. With the election we're held today, the key swing states are giving him problems. Now, they got the debate. They're, we are recording on Wednesday. Tonight is the last presidential debate. Which I disagree
2: with. I think that's bunk.
1: It is. However, it's being held by the Fair and Balance Network.
2: Right. So they should have another one at least a day or two, uh, you know, maybe uh, November 5th, November 6th. A lot can still happen between now and then. Absolutely. Either one of them may want to explain away.
1: Uh, uh, But they have Uh. committees to decide this, and it's not you and me. but the the numbers for Trump to win the electoral college is is problem. So it's two hundred and seventy votes uh, needed in the electoral college to win. Predominantly Republican states are wavering. So you have uh, states that are strong blue, strong red, right? So solid Republican, lean Republican, solid Democrat, lean Democrat, Texas, which has always been strong Republican, has now been labeled lean Republican, because the numbers coming out of Texas, a lot of people are leaning towards the Clinton camp. That scares the RNC.
2: Right. I'm not sure how much I buy into that. I really don't. And, and here's why. There's so many people out there that um, are, are secretly rooting for Trump. There really are. And the reason being is because the Democrats, the the strong liberal left, uh, showing their violent tendencies. Look, you just had a, a Republican uh, base camp uh, firebombed this past week.
1: And another one had bricks thrown through its window. Right.
2: So there, there's going to be a lot. I have a feeling that there, he, I don't think he's going to have that hard of a time. I just think they're... Uh, I don't want to say spineless, but they're the, the quiet ones. They don't want to show their support for him because they don't want to be called into question. But when it comes time to, to check it off, the hanging Chad, whatever they're called, they're, they're going to end up voting, voting his way. I think it's going to be, it's going to be um, definitely a lot more support showing up for him. They're just quieter about it.
1: Is that support enough to put him over the top? I hope so.
2: I hope so. Throwing it out there. That's just me.
1: Well, we have not laid out the official support of DNR <laughs> Radio yet, right? We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll possibly do bench. that later, right? But uh, <laughs> we'll 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 see who tickles who's fancy, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. uh huh. So we we're the problem with Trump is that uh, you have some states that are in all-out revolt against the Republican Party. Uh, uh, there are uh, the Republican National Committee in Utah. Their state representatives for uh, the Republican Party are in an all-out revolt against the hierarchy and the leadership of, of the group because of what Trump represents to them. Now remember, uh, Utah has got a, a, a huge influx of the Mormons in there, right? And, and they're, they're more fundamentalist Christians, uh, so their uh, stance on the things that Trump has said and, and is done, uh, offends them greatly. And that's how they react to it. They're going to react in uh, going against what their usual voting preferences are. Right. So, where does that leave everybody else, right? You lose a state like Utah, you lose a state like Texas, it's impossible for Trump to win, regardless of a, a Pennsylvania or an Ohio or Florida. So how do, you, how do you garner that back? How do you make tonight, if you're Donald Trump, what do you do tonight to woo everybody back to your side or to cement the ones that are wavering?
2: Well, I think what he needs to do is he definitely needs to tone down his rhetoric. You know, when he started a little over a year ago, uh, he, he was playing off of people's anger he was playing off of people's fear rightfully so but that was his his tact his tactic to get into uh the mainstream household okay and and he played it very well but now it's to the point where he needs to start buckling down he needs to start focusing uh the, the mudslinging you know he does have a big mouth it's Known, But the mudslinging, I think what he needs to do tonight, he needs to kind of calm down on that. Take a step back and focus, focus his efforts on policy, on what he wants, on what he he's intending to do for our country. If he focuses on that, I think he has an actually a pretty decent chance of bringing those people back from the well undecided areas. I think he could bring them back.
1: I I think he might, too. It's going to take a lot of work, though. So Mm -hmm. talking about policy, we're going to bring that up in a few minutes when we come back. He came out the other day and uh, had quite a revelation about a policy that he wants to enact that a lot of people have been pushing for for years. So uh, stay tuned, because we got a lot to talk about here. DNR Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Sports radio host, producer, news anchor. A few of many, many more careers that the Connecticut School of Broadcasting can lead you to. Go CSB.com or 1-800-TV-RADIO to schedule your studio tour. With an on-hands approach and instructors being broadcast professionals themselves, you're guaranteed to get a first-class learning experience. Get your career in the broadcasting field started the right way. Sports radio host, producer, news anchor. The Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Go CSB.com or 1-800-TV-RADIO to schedule your studio tour.
1: And welcome back, DNR Radio. I think that went a little smoother than last week.
2: Absolutely. I think uh, you, you worked out the bugs really well.
1: Uh, there was one or two in there, but we'll That's work through right. that. We're through baby steps, right? Listen, we're not perfect. We so, well, talk about yourself. So we're going to bring up a uh, policy uh, that Trump presented that he'd like to try to get done. And this is uh, a pretty ambitious because it calls for a constitutional amendment. Right. He wants to enact term limits. That's something that everybody's been looking at for a long time.
2: And it's something that should have been in place a long time ago.
1: Why hasn't it been? Because you need congressional support to get that done to begin with. And then you need to have it ratified by 50 state houses.
2: Yeah. And they're not going to vote to put themselves out of work.
1: Now, why not? The state houses in many of the states already have term limits. Mm-hmm. Right? You got uh, uh, just a couple of terms and you're out, right? Look, at here, our wonderful <coughs> Governor, <coughs> Daniel Malloy. He's, uh, he's done after this term, right? Hopefully. Two terms, right? You can't have a third, right? They, they cut that down now. Yeah. So, uh, why can't we have term limits for Congress, senators, and, and congressmen? I, I think he said uh, six years for representatives and 12 years for senators. So, I don't see an issue with that. I think that's good. You need to have that influx of fresh ideas. You need to have that influx of uh, young blood and, and uh, the perseverance of knowing that, you know what, you only have a short amount of time to make a difference. Yeah, do the best you can do in that time and, and move on. And then move on, yeah. right? Uh, get rid of the uh, lifetime uh, health benefits for congressmen and senators when, when they retire, right? Presidents... Supreme Court justices, I'm fine with that. Okay? You do two terms as president, you're too sensitive to the nation to be out there running a Kinko's, right? Yeah.
2: Regardless of how good you did or how bad you did, I agree with that.
1: Right. So you need to have that. You get the Secret Service protection for the rest of your life. And you get the stipend, right? Uh, You get the the medical coverage. I got no problem with that. Mm. If you make it to that level of office, you are given that respect for the rest of your life. Sure. Taken care of. But, you know, uh, uh, a senator uh, or congressman, representative, uh, you're, you're in office for six years. Uh, you were a, a baker and you said you can make a difference and you ran for office and you got there. You did a couple of terms. You, you did some good for your constituents. And you hand the torch off and you go back to your business and you go back to your life, right? That's the way it should be. We should not have uh, senators or congressmen that are in office for 50 years, 60 years. They're, they're in office longer than some of their constituents are alive. And they're there only by name, or because they have such a powerful political machine behind them in their district that nobody can withstand the barrage if the they stood up to them. The time
2: they are lining their pockets, their bank accounts keep growing, and nothing's changing. Nothing. Nothing nothing's getting better. Nothing's maybe not getting worse. But uh, I agree with that 100%. I think it's bogus. Uh, I definitely think term limits should have been enacted years ago. Why they haven't been I mean uh, we know the political machine is is probably why w- again, why would they want to do that? Well, oh yeah, we'll, we'll put term limits in. Let me let me come in here and oh, okay, I'm out of here in 8 years.
1: And and you don't get to keep a pension. Yeah. Right? You you don't you don't get lifetime pension for serving a term in Congress. You, you just You don't do it, right? You're hurting the American people. Stop lining your pockets and making politics a career, right? Being uh, elected to serve any office in this country is an honor, right? It is a civic duty. It is not a career. You don't go to school and say, you know what? I'm going to be a senator for the rest of my life.
2: You don't do that. No. You When you're a kid, when you're in school, oh, I want to be a cop, I want to be a fireman, an astronaut, the typical dreams that children have. I don't think I've ever heard a single child say, oh, I want to be a congressman or, or a senator or, or even a mayor, anything like that.
1: For the rest of my life. Right. You don't do that. No. So uh, just like you have city council members get voted out, you got uh, state representatives in your uh, state capitals get voted in and out, and they have their term limits, I think it should be on the national level as well. Now, there's a problem with that because they're never going to ratify a bill to go to uh, become an amendment because it's against their own best interest. Right. How do you make that happen? You get somebody who's uh, a loudmouth, egomaniacal, braggart who will get in your face and shame you until you do it. And he will have
2: the backing of the American, American citizens. The general public should be backing something like that. So maybe in this case, him having a loud mouth would definitely be a bonus.
1: I think it's a lot of uh, a bonus for him in that aspect. Does he say stupid stuff? Yeah. Don't we all? Does he say things that uh, are untrue? I haven't seen that yet. He speaks stupid, he speaks off the cuff, he speaks with emotion, but I haven't seen him lying yet. No. Uh, now, of course, there'll be people who disagree with that statement, right? Uh, uh, the people that have come out and, and have accused him of in, inappropriate touching 30 years ago. And didn't I say that last, do you remember last yeah. week? I,
2: I said it and we, you had said, and, and it was true at that time. Uh, well, nobody's come out yet said, but wait a second. We'll Two just, days later. Just wait for it. Somebody will come out. And, of course, now there's there, there's several, not just one, but several of them jumping on the bandwagon. And uh, e- each one of them, to their own right, has been discredited in one fashion or another. But um, I called that one last week. I said it. They're they're going to be showing up. People want their time in the spotlight. They want to, you know, they're going to jump on the jump on the train while it's hot. Oh, we got them on this one. So my voice will be the one. No proof, just their tears. And the democratic society, the, the, the democratic side is eating it up. Oh, look at how emotional she is. It must be true.
1: Right. Right. So I had a billionaire force himself on me 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. A billionaire, billionaire, right? Billionaire. Who, who would throw money at me at the mere inference that I was going to go public with something. And yet I held on to that information. And I kept it secret. And I didn't tell anybody for three decades. And then two weeks before the presidential election, I'm going to drop this bombshell and not ask for any money or anything because he's just an evil person and we have to stop him because he's bad for the American people. I don't want any of your money. That's not the... No! No, you don't do that. Nobody does. Pay me. Show me the money. <laughs> right? I, I, I wish Donald Trump pushed himself on me 30 yeah. years ago. Oh, yeah, I'd be rich. I was 18 years old. Yeah. That, you know, boys do strange things at that age for oh, money. Yeah. I'd do it. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe well, not,
2: uh, hmm. Well, uh, I don't know. A little know. strange. Yeah.
1: Now, one of one of the women. Well, if I'm pitching, I'm not catching. You
2: know? <laughs> You'll love her, not a fighter. That's it. If one, one of these women now, um, and I don't have her name in front of me, I'm not sure who, who she is. She had said that there was inappropriate behavior, uh, by Mr. Trump years ago. Uh, she's... She's a restaurateur. She's either the owner of the restaurant or she's the manager. I think she's the owner of a restaurant. She is. She She was on one
1: of his apprentice shows. Okay, so
2: you know who I'm talking about. I I don't know her name. I I didn't pay that. You know, I I try not to pay attention to the minutia and bull crap going on. But she had actually reached out to him a couple of weeks or or a month or so prior to her accusations, inviting him to the restaurant, trying to, you know, be friendly with him and whatnot, you know. and, And her brother, I think it was her brother, uh, uh, came out and basically said, you know, she's lying about this, okay? She reached out to Mr. Trump, you know, come by, you know, come on over, say hi, grab a bite tea, eat, we'll catch up. It's been a while. And when he didn't get back to her, all of a sudden, all of a sudden now, the man that you just invited to your restaurant. They saying
1: praises about.
2: Yeah, basically she was just inviting him there so that she could say, I had Mr. Trump at my restaurant. Oh, it's a status thing. But all of a sudden, because he didn't show up, he didn't respond to her, she gets butt hurt, and that's ridiculous. How the red flags are not being raised on this one, and how people aren't saying, "Yeah, this is untrue." It's it's baffling.
1: It's fun to watch. It is fun to watch. I I enjoy watching people uh, sweat it out when they're called out. Yeah. And and they stammer and, and it's both sides. I've seen both sides, but this in particular, because she's got her own family members who have absolutely nothing to gain from this. Standing up and saying, Liar, liar, pantalone is aflame. Right. Right. So now she's sitting here with egg on her face. So what happens now? Now you got other ones coming out, oh, but lo and behold, they have ties to the Clinton Foundation yep. or the Clinton campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like the uh, tapes that came out by O'Leary with the Project Veritas, where he uh, uh, had undercover discussions with people who were hired to pay people to disrupt the Trump appearance in Chicago. That came out uh, mm-hmm. the other day. Uh, his name is O'Leary. Uh, so there's a lot of underhandness going on, on on the Democrat side. They are in, I think, a panic mode because I think they're also seeing the numbers like we talked about in the last segment, and and they're starting to get a little nervous.
2: But you know the thing about it that irks me the most is that when these crazy loonies come out of the woodwork for their 15 minutes of fame, and they have these crazy asinine allegations of misconduct and and whatever, whatever other crap they're they're trying to sling it's front page news it's everywhere everybody hears about it you can't stop off to get a gallon of gasoline at the corner store without hearing it over a loudspeaker or somebody in line in front of you talking about it it's everywhere and the sickening thing about it is is when these allegations are proven false not just thought of as being false but proven false where are they they're in the back pages. Yep. When they come out, oh, it's headline news. When it's proven false, it's in the background. Right. Can't find it anywhere.
1: So when we, when we look at all these and, and I see just panic buttons happening, I see uh, uh, the Democratic National Committee uh, trying to throw as much dirt as they can at the Trump Foundation, right, because he's got his own foundation, right? Yeah. They want the Trump camp to uh, be uh, besmirched they want them blacklisted they want they're going to throw mud after mud after mud which is why you know you, you look at the reports that are coming out and there's a lot of Republican National Committee members that agree with Trump that the erect, uh, elections rigged anyway yeah that no it that doesn't matter what's gonna happen he's he's gonna lose so uh, you got two dozen members of the Republican National Committee that were Uh, interviewed, right? And they fear that the Democratic voting fraud has widespread, right? It's all over the country. Now, we've seen documentation of that, right? There's been factual bases where people have presented voting logs where they have dead relatives that signed into them. Yeah. Now, I know my grandmother was a Democrat, right? But there's no way she's coming back from the dead to vote for Hillary. There's
2: no way she should be.
1: Well she shouldn't, right? She I shouldn't. Mean, I would try to talk her out of it. <laughs> but it, we see it. So you can't categorically deny that it doesn't happen. Does it happen on both sides? I don't know. Right now all you see are Democrats yeah. that, that are being accused and all you see is the proof against the Democrats, but you don't see any any rebuttal from them and that other thing. You got Obama out there telling Trump oh. to shut up and stop whining. Stop
2: whining. I cannot believe he came out and said, stop whining about an injustice, an injustice that is going on in our country that is proven. And he's telling
1: the individual to stop whining about it. I mean, this is the foundation of our democracy is is the vote. That is, that is what we're about. We're all about by the people of the people for the people. If you go and, and you start tampering with the process, you're 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 jeopardizing everything, yeah. for for and, and to sit there and say shut up and stop whining yeah. by the president of the United States is inappropriate. As a direct quote from
2: Obama, Obama, I'd invite Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try and make his case to get votes. How are you going to tell somebody to stop whining and go and make your case to get votes when it's It's so much against him on so many different levels. You know, stop whining, stop whining. How are you going to make him get the votes if the liberal media machine is so against him and so set on, on rigging the election and doing nasty things to him? It's unbelievable. And this is our president. This is the leader of the free world telling somebody else to stop pinpointing injustices. It's ridiculous. Well, that's
1: because he was busy showing off his junk on Air Force One. You saw that video, right?
2: (laughs) Yes, I did.
1: Yeah, inappropriate touching by uh, Trump, but there we are with the... the, the the pole of the United States, <laughs> that, right? that's the potus right there. Yeah. Hey baby, wanna touch my potus? Yeah, you know it's...
2: Hey, look at what I got here. I, did you see that? I mean, <laughs> yes, I did. That,
1: you know, he puts his leg up on the chair. He's oh, yeah. like, hey, Justin, he's uh, uh,
2: swinging fury right there. Come baby. on,
1: man. <laughs> you want to see my tomahawk missile? I mean, come on. Let me push that button. know? Uh. Yeah. Come on. That's the president of the United States, right? And right. you're gonna you're gonna talk smack. Right. You know if, if, if you're gonna dish it out though you' best be able to take it mm-hmm. and and I don't see uh, I don't see Hillary's camp being able to take it.
2: No, I don't think so.
1: Trump Trump has handled every allegation that's come at him. He's rolled with every punch. He stood up and he's answered to every one of them and he's admitted fault when fault was there. Yes, he's come out he had yeah, my fault, I did it, yeah. I said it inappropriate. I don't like it. Now people say he deflected when he turned around and said, but it's nothing near what Billy did, right? Because when William Jefferson Clinton had his bevy of beauties, right. right, there was no apology there. You heard it in our intro. Mm-hmm. He did not, I have sexual relations, just bold-faced lie, like, yeah. like looking in the eye to 330 million people and just flat-out lying. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I got to give it to Mr. Trump. He stood up and said, yeah, my bad.
2: Then he didn't, he didn't blame Lincoln.
1: Who the hell does that? Who
2: goes back so many years and blames Abraham Lincoln? They, bl- they blame a dead president—not just a dead president, one of the greatest
1: presidents yes. in the history of
2: the United yeah. States. And she blames him, hangs him out to dry, right over
1: with the bus. He was a Republican hmm. who ended the Civil War, <laughs> who ended slavery, who you know uh, uh, tried to bring. People of color into our society and integrate them into uh, the rest of the United States, welcoming them as citizens. And <laughs> the Democrats are the fans of the African American community. Right. I I uh, on my on my personal Facebook page I actually shared this uh, yesterday. It was actually an interview with the uh, head of the Black Panthers, and he actually came out and suggested. Uh, that uh, all people of African American descent should be considering their vote for Donald Trump, and and his reasoning was that we have given the Democrats full control of trying to help us out for over 50 years, yeah, and we are worse off today than we ever were before. And and the Democrats just want more of that control.
2: And that's what I love about when Trump does his his rallies and his speeches. He he lays it out there to, to the black community. He basic what do you have to lose? He said it last week. He says it all the time, and it's a hundred percent true. What do you have to lose? Are you any better off right now after the quote unquote change that's that's occurred in the last seven and a half, going on eight years? You're not. So nobody what, is. What do you have? No, nobody is. But, but directing towards, towards the black vote, what do you have to lose? He says it every time, and he's 100% right. What do you have to lose? I mean, the, the person that's been in office for the last seven and a half years has done nothing to better anybody for that matter.
1: He's created more of a racial divide in this country than any president before him.
2: He really, truly
1: has. And it's it's a shame because there's, you know what, I I can understand where in in some areas of the country there are still uh, bastions of racial tension, right? Mm -hmm. I've got, you know, I don't want to say black friends and Hispanic friends and Muslim friends because I don't don't identify with that, right? They're all my friends. They're all my people. I mean, you strip the skin off us. We all got red and we're all going to die because we bleed to death once you take the skin off. But... (laughs) It, that doesn't matter to me. But there's parts of this country where it's still, there's still that divide. So instead of working towards that, you give credence and acceptance to an organization that promotes violence against law enforcement and the genocide of a race of people. That's wrong. The president of the United States of America should never stand up and say, Yeah, it's okay. I'm gonna invite you into the White House, and even though you say you're gonna kill all the white people, that's fine too. Yeah,
2: you you only mean it figuratively speaking.
1: Well, that's just like yeah. Michelle Obama inviting Rick Ross to the White House to entertain her and her daughters. Right. Right. Rick Ross with some of the foul mouth, dirty lyrics that he has. Now, mind you, some of his grooves are hot. Right. We can get down <laughs> with that, but to call out. Donald Trump and what he said was disgusting and vile and assaulting uh, women uh, sexually uh, to listen to some of Rick Ross's lyrics that he performed uh, to uh the, the Obama uh, girls and their friends uh, yeah, that's kind of hypocritical
2: yeah but they'll they'll use what it, what's it called artistic expression artistic freedom oh they, they, they don't mean it they don't mean it of course not.
1: No, they're just going to use Obama's paintbrush that he was showing off.
2: <laughs> free swinging fury, baby.
1: <laughs> Speaking of free swinging fury, so I don't know what your take is on these transgender bathrooms. we're going there. Well, you know, there's been a development uh, this week uh, that really puts uh, a damper in what Obama wants to almost like executively force. Okay. Okay, so uh, a judge in Texas maintained the nationwide ban on the Obama transgender school bathroom policy. So there was like 13 districts down in Texas that uh, were fighting the Obama-mandated transgender bathroom policy which yeah, said
2: because if i remember correctly that was basically either you follow what i'm telling you or we take back your funding we, was that what it was
1: we take back the federal okay. funding yep. right so that's almost like you know the seatbelt laws in states if states don't mandate the seatbelt laws they lose federal transportation funds same thing here you lose federal education funds if you don't follow this transgender policy which is blackmail if your child all of a sudden, my eighth-grade son, who's going through puberty. My son's not in eighth grade, but I'm using hypotheticals here. Right. Uh, decided that he wakes up today and identifies as a girl that, by law, he can use the girl's bathroom. That seems a little off to me. Seems like they're opening up Pandora's box. And the same goes the other way, right? My, <laughs> <laughs> you, see what did yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if if my daughter in, in fourth grade, uh, because in, in, in grammar schools and middle schools, they all mix the bathrooms, right? So my fourth grade daughter uh, walks in, and there's there's a boy uh, uh, standing up to take care of business because he identifies as a girl but won't act like one. Right. He won't sit to pee. you got to stand for that one. Mm-hmm. I don't want my fourth grade daughter taking a look at that swinging cot.
2: You know, there's... <laughs> There's so many things that you have to... As you raise your children, there's so many things you have to explain to them. Everything is a learning process with them. And some things, they don't need to learn that early. I have my daughters in second grade. I don't want want her exposed to that just yet. Listen, I don't care. I really, truly... Oh, my God, I don't care what you do with your personal self. If you want to dress like a freaking unicorn and go dancing around the boulevard, I could literally give a crap less i don't i don't care but when you're forcing your views your opinions your way of life on other people that that don't need to see it you know and i'm not saying oh people don't need to see it my daughter does not need to see that she doesn't need to feel uncomfortable walking into a bathroom and seeing some dude with his joint in his hand drained in the lizard she doesn't need to see that because then she's going to come out questioning me daddy what did i just
1: see what am i supposed to tell her Uh, I don't know. And at that age, that's when the curiosity gets piqued. Right. I I don't need to be worried about what they're going to be exposed to on a more personal or intimate level going forward. And who knows what the intentions are of that kid. Now, am I saying that every pervert in the world is going to want to identify as a woman? No. No. But it has been happening. How many people have been arrested at Target's already or at Walmart's for uh, posing as a woman? And, and I identify as a woman today and, and then going and, and trying to videotape on, on the side of that. Then there's uh, the women in, like in North Carolina. They tell you that you have to use the bathroom that you are uh, born uh, gendered to. Right. Right. And then there's women who are uh, lesbians and, and more on the uh, what they call the butch side who have been arrested and, and dragged out of women's bathrooms for looking like men. Mm-hmm. you know. So there's the downside to that as well. So uh, this judge in Texas said that, no, you can't have transsexuals using school bathrooms. You have to use the bathroom that you're gendered, born into. Right. And the Justice Department is trying to say, well, you can't make this a blanket because of 13 districts down in... Texas, and and Texas was like, uh, what's good for one federally is good for all federally, and they have the right to do that. So, of course, uh, there's lawyers up here in the federal district in New York who are saying, who is Texas to tell New York what to do? When you have less than one half of 1% of the population that's transsexual, that's not a big enough percentage to force this upon the majority. Right. We're going to go back to the majority rules that we talked about last week. The majority is what dictates what happens.
2: And once again, the numbers do not lie. They don't. Was it here in Connecticut? Um, I think it was like about a year or two ago. It was all over the news. I'm I'm pretty sure it was here in Connecticut about the high schooler who was upset because he— Uh, was transgender uh, born a male dressed as a female acted out as a female everything like that and again dude whatever floats your boat I really don't care but he was upset because he wasn't able to use the women's room in the women's locker room do you remember that story it's like about a year Mm -hmm. or two ago and the school in an effort to try to make everybody happy playing the peacemaker uh said hey you know here's a bathroom on this level right here it's not too far away from everything else it's not like we're making you go into the freddy krueger dungeons of the school to use the bathroom but they said we have this bathroom here for you for you to use okay feel absolutely go ahead you know feel free to use that and this individual this this guy this girl whatever you want to call it her was extraordinarily upset pissed off ragingly pissed off and made this huge thing about it because seclusion. Well, I'm being secluded. No, they're offering you an outlet. They're offering you a solution so that everybody's happy, and didn't didn't want to hear anything about it. Made a huge stake. It complies with it. Title Nine. It really does. Yep. There's there's no reason why a, a mutual. You know, in Texas, uh, in New York, New Jersey, any of these states, the Carolinas. Listen, you get a get a gender neutral bathroom if you want. But if a man wants to go into the men's room and not feel uncomfortable, if a woman wants to go into the women's room and not feel uncomfortable, if parents want to make sure their children aren't exposed to it and uncomfortable, then keep a men's room, keep a women's room, get a neutral bathroom. Nobody's, I personally, I think that would be fine. I'm not going to sit there and say, well, you're wasting taxpayers' money to build these bathrooms for these people. Sure.
1: it's to make people comfortable.
2: Yeah. By all means, go ahead and do it. But don't—it just leans back to that, you know, everybody—if you feel one way, you have to let everybody else feel that way. You have to make everybody else feel that way. It's ridiculous. It's
1: bullcrap. It is bullcrap. And speaking of Uh, bullcrap, we're almost done with this version of it. Uh, Stay stay tuned with us. (laughs) DNR Radio. We'll be right back. Oh, my God. I'm going crazy.
0: Who doesn't like to be naked? Sure, we all do. But the police usually frown upon public nudity. Well, now you can stay out of jail and look good doing so with a t-shirt from Skunk Duck Design. From sports to politics to the wide world of nerdcraft, there's a shirt for you at Skunk Duck. They even have shirts for you for 20 followers. Skunk Duck shirts come in both regular and women's cut, and with sizes from extra small to 5XL, there's a shirt for everyone. Oh, did I mention they have hoodies too? Because they totally have hoodies. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash skunk duck design to get the shirt that's right for you. That's teespring.com slash stores slash skunk duck design. New shirts are being added all the time, so follow Skunk Duck on social media at facebook.com slash skunk Design for all the latest updates. Skunk Duck Design, the best ducking designs on the web. They're not right-wing. They're not left-wing. You know, these fat bastards want the whole chicken. And now, back to Dark side and Rocks DNR Radio.
1: That's right. We're back as we uh, get into the home stretch here, wrapping up episode number two of DNR Radio. Hope you've enjoyed it a little bit better. I think the technology's been a little smoother.
2: I think it has. I think you've done a fantastic job, Maestro.
1: Well, I'm trying my best. Here. <laughs> I, I learned as we go. I, I spent a couple of nights up here uh, trying to research uh, the, the voice meter banana, it's a, the, the soundboard that we use. Uh, it's a donate where if uh, you guys out there want to get into podcasting or uh, creating your own mixes or anything like that, uh, use this. Voice Meter Banana. Go download it. Uh, donate. Uh, usually uh, like 20 bucks. guile will take. Uh, he does a couple of other free programs. You need the uh, virtual audio cable. Fantastic stuff. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we've been doing, we've been doing for free or... Uh, getting helps, right? So like the logo, right? We have the website that we paid for ourselves. Right. But then we got the logo on there and, and I gotta see
2: d- your brother did a fantastic job right. with Right, So
1: we, we had his commercial just on there, Skunk yeah. Duck Designs, right? He designs T shirts and you go go online to Teespring dot com slash skunk designs and yeah. uh, he's got a whole bunch of them on there. So he, he gave us the logo and I told him I want to pay him and he's like, Listen, yeah, whatever you can do, you can do. If not, no big deal. So yeah. He's given me a bunch of the technologies and the technological backup and help and stuff like that. But then uh, we, di- we didn't know where to go get a banner made. You've seen the banner in the video promos that we had and stuff like that. And I love this banner. I want to put it on the side of my uh, uh, Ford and go driving around Bristol <laughs> no, with it. Oh, it
2: came it. out beautiful. My brother works over at uh, Modulex New England. It's like a sign company. You know, and they make banners and signs and all types of stuff. And uh, one of his vendors was... Was a uh, very nice, very nice. I mean, nice enough to help us out get a uh, get the banner printed and with your brother's image on there uh, with Modulex uh, New England. I mean, we got
1: this up and running. We we did. I thought it'd be more by the seat of our pants, a la episode one, but it's all it's all coming together nicely. I think eventually we're going to have to look into
2: expansion, Russ. Oh, crap yeah
1: that's right. <laughs> you know what when, when we go back maybe we can go back to our roots at uh, the connecticut school of broadcasting and uh, maybe if old dickie robinson is yeah. updating the studios maybe we can get some equipment from him rather cheap and
2: <sighs> 21 years ago i was there yeah. no 22 what well, was 94 i was 95 yeah in 94 i was i was at the farmington campus and uh They've done a lot of up, updating since then, so I'm going to go bum rush that place this week and see what kind of trouble I can get us into.
1: I'm a graduate, uh, the September 95 class of the Hasbrook Ooh. Heights facility. Uh, that, that was a great experience. I mean, we had guys uh, that that were big names in, in the business come in, and that's one thing that that school did for uh, us was that they didn't get people who weren't in the industry. These were real yeah, people. You know, like uh, we had Walter Matthaus on David Matthau as one of our instructors. Oh, did you really? I, I mean, oh, that's, that's cool. cool. as heck, right? I mean, yeah, it is. Who who, who does that? Uh, we had some big name producers. I graduated. For those of you that uh, listen to WFAN radio out of New York, uh, Joe Beningo was my classmate at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, and he got hired by WFAN right out of school. Oh, that's cool. Because he knew Mike Francesca, Mike and the Mad Dog, and uh, he was friends with them, and, and they helped him uh, get in there. And he's been there ever since we graduated. Yeah. So that's that's going on 21 years now. He's made a whole career after going to the school, and he was an older guy to begin with, right? He, uh, to me, older at the time, right? I was yeah. in my mid-20s. Uh, he was He was like in his late 30s, early 40s. And, and so he had already had a career. He's already got another career done there. Yeah. I mean, that's it's been a great experience for us. So uh, these are the people that are helping us out. there, helping make uh, DNR Radio uh, what it is and, and bring it out to you. We think uh, that uh, what we're talking about uh, needs to be said. I think that uh, the, the moderate person out there really doesn't have a voice. It's either one extreme or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think uh, Darkside and I have have very similar outlooks when it comes to things like uh, guns rights. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to women's rights, when it comes to transgender issues, right? That's uh, you could do whatever you want, just you know, uh, don't don't push it down my throat. Don't force it. Up, push it down my throat. <laughs> you see what I did there? Right? <laughs> I, see I, was, I was doing a POTUS joke there. <laughs> Saw
2: that. No, it's true. I just don't force your belief. I don't. I'm not out there forcing my beliefs, and and uh, you know. I, I, I'm a gun carrier. I got my I got my permit. I'm a big fan of the Second Amendment, like I said last week. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm not flaunting it. I'm not out there carrying a rifle into Dunkin' Donuts to go get a coffee because I can legally. I'm not flaunting it. I'm not pushing it down your down your throat. So yeah, I, I just don't uh, you know, leave me alone. Basically,
1: goddamn, just leave me alone. Let me be. <laughs> I'm just. Uh. We're getting to the point now that we can't leave anybody alone. There, right? Everybody's got to be involved. Right? Yeah. I think that's why we've gotten to the point that we are at because people are no longer involved. Right. Go to city council meetings. How many people are there? Like none. Yeah. Right. None. I mean, we all been by city hall for one reason or another. I went there to uh, pay my car taxes. You know, legal ripoff <laughs> that they do here in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. And there's like there's nobody. Nobody's mm. involved in in their civics, right? Nobody goes and watches courtroom proceedings anymore. Nobody gets involved with city council meetings, planning board. you got people planning the future of your city, which are going to affect your tax rates for your property, which go up every year anyway. Yeah. You would think that more people would have an active voice in it.
2: No, they don't activate their voice until after the decision is made, and then everybody will bitch and moan, why did this happen? Why did this happen? Well, you, you were sitting at home eating Cheetos, watching, uh, you know, Two and a Half Men or whatever the hell you're watching, while this was going on in your backyard.
1: So here at DNR Radio, our yep. push, our goal is to get active citizens. We want people involved in their government. The only way you're going to make change happen is by making it happen yourself. Be a part of the process. Don't stand on the side and wave your banner for Trump or Hillary and not really even. I got people doing that that aren't even going to vote. Right. They're, they're waving a Hillary or a Trump banner and they're like, I can't bother in the process. It's a waste of my time. Then get away from me with that flag. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, and, and they, they just. You're a part of the problem, not a part of the solution. You want to make change happen, make it yourself. Stand up, be a voice for yourself. Be a voice for your neighbor. Care about the people around you and make the world a better place. Here at DNR Radio. And
2: we're trying to do that. That's exactly it. And you don't have to agree with us. See, that's the beautiful thing about it. You don't have to agree with us. You could be sitting there saying, God, shut these fat bastards up. You know, let us know. You send us an email. Let us know. We we're completely open to a back and forth. You think we're wrong. OK, well, email us and we'll we'll read it. And if we're wrong, well, like we said before, we're which, not. We're not. But all right. right, well, we'll hear your side.
1: Many different ways to do it. You can go through our Facebook, yeah. right? Uh, we're on, uh, at DNR. Uh, then we have at DNR Live on Twitter, okay? Uh, we also have our uh, email site, which is www.dnrradio.net. Uh, and also just send us an email then, dnr at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from everybody. Uh, we want you to be a part of the show. Uh, this show can't go anywhere without you. Uh, we need you. Please. Got to grow some legs. I need to keep doing this. Uh, my Wednesday nights
2: are dead. Listen, I'll, I'll do it anyway. I don't care. I like just sitting here talking to you, dude. Well, you're a nice guy, <laughs> Dave. I like you, too. Uh, you know, birds of a feather.
1: For Dark side <laughs> this is Russ, DNR Radio. We'll catch you at episode three. Maybe. Peace.